0: Welcome to the After Dark Podcast, the podcast in which Anthony leads his unknowing friend Conrad by the hand through TV shows. Will Conrad like them? Will Conrad hate them? Will Conrad predict what's going to happen, or will he be lost in the dark? Find out now, only on the After Dark Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. My name is Anthony James, and that
0: is Conrad. Hello. Hello that's him well conrad how are you uh i'm very well um i'm trying to think what has actually gone on this week it's been a it's been a tumultuous week actually because a website that i'm a big fan of has lost a lot of its key staff members oh, so it's, really? it's been a it's, yeah giant bomb uh, like lost several people and it's, it's been a very sad week but apart from that it's been good i don't think anything significant has happened in my life apart from that.
1: That, that reminds me of like uh, the time where like a big game that I play with friends is called Heroes of the Storm. Blizzard's uh, you know, yep. M- uh, what do you call it? Mo- MOBA. Uh, yeah. MOBA. Well, it's like, you know, it's like sort of pseudo MOBA kind of. It is a MOBA. But uh, so um, we we play that a lot. And like about a year or two ago, they announced that like half the staff are leaving and they're going to divert all the staff to a different game. And we were like, no, game's dead. So that reminds reminds me of that. Um, Yeah, well, this week's been a really busy week for me because as well as all the stuff Mm -hmm. going on in real life, we got dark discussions done as well. There's been 1899 trailer released and casting announced. So I've been making videos on that. There's more videos coming. I'm obviously not going to be doing like, you know, it would be stupid to do one a week for a year at this point. But anytime new stuff comes out, I will be making more. Emma's going to be doing uh, some costume analysis, Conrad. So that'll be good fun. Obviously, you can't watch that yeah. video because you're going to be... I'm not allowed
0: to watch any of this. So I can't I can't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I hope our listeners do. <laughs> yeah, listeners will
1: love it. But uh, So you can't watch any of that We will because we will be doing no. it on the After Dark podcast eventually. Um, yeah, so I'm just really, really excited about that. Um, I think a lot of the, uh, based on the, the view numbers and stuff, a lot of the subscribers are really excited about that show. And yeah, so that's that's been that. I've really been loving that, you know. Yeah.
0: I wonder if it's going to be about pirates. That's my. <laughs> that's that's my... Yeah, all you know is. But is, still is, pirates is, in 1899? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, there were still cowboys, so I'd say there's still pirates. Um, sure. There's still pirates today. That is true. Yeah, there are still pirates today. Yeah, just like, just um, because they don't look like the film pirates doesn't mean they're not pirates. No, they've lost they're less jolly now than they once were. <laughs> yeah. Um you know less an AK forty seven. Yeah, less parrots and peg legs, yeah. More AK forty sevens and scary men. Yeah, I am the um, captain now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that I mean that's literally all I know about that show. I, I well in fact I don't even know that. I'm assuming eighteen ninety nine is a year, but when it comes to Baron Bowdoad or Yon what is time? Quite frankly, you know, it, it could start in 1899, and we could be in the year 2200 by the time that show finishes its first season.
1: Yeah, or yeah, exactly. And also, like the name Dark from the first show, you know, yeah, it talks about like the, the lack of light, but that's not what it was about because we could see what was happening on the screen, so it wasn't literally dark. So it might not no. literally be the in 1899.
0: No, it's a bad name when you actually think about it. Dark and it had nothing to do with dark.
1: Yeah, it was very bad name because we could see everything. I could see everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Game of Thrones uh, battle in season in season eight that
0: was that was dark. We couldn't see anything there. Yeah, yeah that was a great that that was an, an excellent example of using dark to hide the fact that your budgetary constraints meant your fight was just a bunch of characters standing in corners groaning for half an hour. I um, don't, don't you know, even give me
1: style on that, Conrad. Like. Ema works for months and months and months on that, and then when the battle
0: came out, she's like, I can't see a fucking thing. What's going yeah. on here? You know? And, and it just, I'm like, listen, for the listeners at home, we're going to get into it, all right? Just bear with us for one second. We've started talking about Game of Thrones, but as a, as a Total War fan, like a fan of kind of like military strategy, watching that, yes, the, the, the visual of the Dothraki just riding off into a horde of zombies looked nice, but it's right up there with the fucking elves jumping over the shield wall in the yeah. third Hobbit movie to, to absorb a charge, where it's like, no the the point of a shield wall is to take the charge, don't jump over it and like get yourselves killed, and in that, the Dothraki are fucking light cavalry, don't charge them head first into like, a horde of zombies, they're supposed to be on the outside like picking them off, just... Oh. Game of Th- I'd love Game of Thrones and I I'm I'm one of the big defenders of some of the, those later seasons. There is good in there, but fuck me, that battle! I was just like, oh, okay. yep it was anyway. it was pretty bad.
1: I think we talked about yeah. that battle a little bit as well in our Jon Snow episode. Uh, of, I believe of we the did. Yeah, podcast. we should do another one of those. Yeah, we should do another <laughs> one of those at some point. <laughs> well, we'll find another avenue for them now. I think after our podcast has got its thing, we do now. We do our shows. We sort of got other podcasts to do other things and. Uh, but yeah, we definitely have a lot of opinions on Game of Thrones, so uh, mm. anyway, this week's episode of Game of Thrones, I mean, the OA, uh, is, <laughs> is really good too, so we'll get into it. Second last one, Conrad, we only got one
0: more to go. Um, I, n- I know, I can't believe it, um, and with the way this episode has gone... There might uh, uh, this is a very tenuous link, but there might be some way to kind of get the uh, you know six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon uh, from the OA to Game of Thrones because there's some stuff that's discussed in this episode that makes me think that there there might be a link between Game of Thrones and the actual OA like the stuff that's happening in the OA. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll get, you, that'll become clear when we get to it. Excellent. Okay, great. Uh, right, guys, subscribe
1: on U- uh, audio apps and on YouTube, The Culture Cave on YouTube. Send us an email, adpodmail at gmail.com uh if you want to get in touch with us um and if you want to ask conrad a question you could put a comment underneath this video under the pinned comment a uh, few questions for you again conrad today so that's great uh if Lovely. you want to support the channel you can either just tip us you know we don't ask you to do that but if you, if you want to you can you can also buy a t-shirt which are in the link below uh, in the description um if you want to join the discord for dark chat oa chat movie chat or 1899 chat or even just general chat who knows just chat um, yeah yeah. just come on jump on in the water's fine um, come on in the water's fine that's the saying but I said jump on in because that's what I'm going to do now let's jump into it Conrad let's jump in
0: oh let's break it damn
1: the episode opens with Kareem Washington bringing in the big guns even the racist yep. guy and the big coming gold. into the house. I don't know why Kareem didn't realise that you need to go into the house. He figured this out already. You have to go in the house the particular way. But no, he thinks maybe because he's already been in the house, it'll just look the same. But he goes in, yeah. and things aren't as they seem when they get in there.
0: Yeah, well, I think, uh, to be honest, it, it kind of sets up the stall for Kareem's um, mind space throughout this episode, that, that he is continuously um, rejecting what he has seen because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to he doesn't want to accept it so this is an obvious first case where it's like you, you know that you you came into this house once before it it was fairly mundane obviously mm-hmm. it, he ran into uh the the the, the kid who, who threw himself out the window yeah but for the most part it was a structurally it and like the the house made sense kind of structurally and then he came in through the 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 tunnel shaped like a coffin and the gloves were off, everything was crazy. So he knows in his heart of hearts that this isn't going to work and he's not going to find what he's looking for here. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I think the the performance from Kingsley Benadire when, when as they progress into the house and we see the dolls or well I don't want to say a doll's house the little kind of model of the house yeah isn't on the table um and and the the door um in the passageway underneath the bed has been uh, has been bricked up mm. he he's not as shocked as he he would be if he was genuinely expecting it to work it's more mm-hmm. kind of like a, a resign or well, my read of it was that it was more of like a resignation of of sort of ah shit (laughs) like it was a long shot calling the police i was kind of hoping that the house would just open itself up to them um and and as it turns out it didn't
1: yep yep exactly uh it's it was a bit it's it's a bit of a damp squid say that sure um damp octopus old night but yeah i i think like he went there and it didn't work and he's i think this is the point where he starts really questioning what he saw because we know yeah. he's, he's come back now not, in his mind, under the influence. Because we find out later that he could have had, um, very soon we find out actually, that there was like a poisonous gas that is sort of, it, it makes you hallucinate. So this is yeah. the beginning of him questioning that. Uh, and it's I think it's very believable, the road that he goes down in this episode. Um, yeah, definitely. So they go back outside. and uh, Well, they don't go back outside, sorry, the camera does. And Prairie's sleeping underneath the tree. Um, yeah. And she wakes up.
0: Yeah, just wakes up in a park. Looks like she is doing, and I hate to use this term because I feel like it's it's very it's very kind of like a weighted gendered term. Uh, but she wakes up and looks like she's doing the walk of shame. I think to uh, mm-hmm. to everyone around her, kind of the dress from the night before, um, Get some get some strange looks. The thing that really struck me about this particular scene is that the i keychain comes back. Obviously, that becomes a mm-hmm. uh, becomes a key part, and I, I use that word deliberately. Hi, hi, and uh, also, that key.
1: eye keychain is open. The eye is always open. So it's yeah. hiding in plain sight.
0: Yeah. Uh, but but I'd honestly forgotten about that until this oh, episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I kind of... It's one of those things that I, I'd noticed when it, was, when it first turned up in Nina's hands mm-hmm. in the first episode. And I'd written it down, and then it hasn't really come back since then. So yeah. seeing it again, I was like, okay, that's going to be important this episode. But I had no idea where it was going to go. And in in the end, it turns out to be actually fairly mundane, but uh, but it, but it's an interesting journey to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I, I, the video that's on it is pretty cool. I thought, um, which we'll talk about when we get there. So she gets yeah. up, does a sort of little walk shame sort of thing. Um, and then the next scene, we get Kareem going to the hospital to visit uh, Zendaya. Um, yep. I can't remember Zendaya's character's name I apologize for that no, um, I,
0: I, no I, I I can never remember her name unfortunately
1: yeah uh, we actually found out her last name here too because they called her Miss something but I can't even mm. remember that um, so Zendaya um, basically wants to go back into the house she's annoyed at Kareem for one, for taking her out uh, yeah. and she, even though like she knew about the idea of this poisonous gas or this hallucinogenic gas because the Native Americans um, would have went into trances with it and things like this. Um, and and so it was always the keen Pierre Ruskin knew when he built the house or when he bought the house that it was built on this site you know Um, yeah so what do you think about her mentality here
0: well so I think that there's there's one interesting thing that I wanted to mention here which is that maybe this is me reading far too much into Zendaya's physical performance here but when uh, Kareem walks into the room she's doing something really weird with her right hand she's kind of like she's doing like th- I'll do it to the camera she's doing like this with her right hand mm. maybe she's just flexing maybe maybe it's just a choice on Zendaya's part but it felt very pronounced to me that she she felt like she was kind of doing something with her hands um and in the show about weird movements with hands yeah. it stuck out to me but but maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree there um in terms of her mentality i think what i said in the previous episode was or that no, it was the one before this, wasn't it? Because we were with the boys in BBA in the last yep. episode, mm-hmm. um, in the episode before last, the 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 seed in the ear to me is both a literal and metaphorical representation of a of an individual's relationship with the house. Okay. Uh, so it it is clearly literally doing something, as we'll find out later in this episode, because Hap is up to his old ear tricks again. Uh, <laughs> not 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 to not to give too much away. I noticed that. Got some got some things to say about talk it. about
1: hiding hiding clues in
0: the imagery there, eh? Hey? Bloody hell! Looked like some it ear- s- looked like a little earbud too, didn't it? <laughs> Someone needs to sit down and have a word with that. seriously. <laughs> um, but it's also metaphor, I think, for by by being exposed to whatever is in this house it has literally um, and 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 symbolically planted a seed in these people's brains mm. where they will never be able to let it go uh, and Zodiah seems to confirm that here that even though she clearly very nearly died um in that in the house she is determined to go back and i suspect will Will it? Maybe she won't go back in this season, but I suspect had it continued, she yeah. probably would have gone back, and I don't think it would have ended that well for her because she has a very kind of devil may care attitude mm-hmm. towards her own safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know.
1: I really like your analysis there of the seed within the head and planting the seed. I think that's great. Um, uh,
0: awesome. So, um, Nina, or sorry. I, I just wanted to say one more thing as well. Actually, sorry, I completely forgot this. But like Kareem, he, you know, he's he's looking for an excuse here for, as to you know the the the, the hallucinogenic gas. But it's like, the gas didn't make him in, imagine a psychic octopus. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, admittedly, he didn't know it was psychic. Something's he going on a here. Big like, you know. But but I mean, like, come on, Grimm. Like, it's not just the house. Like, you've seen some other stuff going on here as well. well. Also, yeah, he, he,
1: he had the dream where he saw uh, Prairie in his dream before he went to the house for the first time.
0: Yeah, I I, I I like the fact that the show is very clearly saying this character is reaching for excuses to dismiss what he has seen. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, clearly disputing it and saying no, he's talking nonsense. There might be some hallucinogenic gas here. Maybe that's what's partially what's dangerous about the house. But there is there is clearly more at play here than just yeah. people having hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um.
1: So, uh, Nina's doorman uh, slash security guard, I think it's a doorman, um, yeah. comes and picks her up. Uh, and there's been a break-in at her house actually, and uh, mm. they were looking for something. They were looking for something. Mm. We find out that... Well, I'm pretty sure it's sort of concluded that they were looking for the memory pen, which is hidden within that eye. Hidden in plain sight, so to speak. Uh, yes. and um, So, the memory pen they get it right first of all okay we've talked a little bit about the fact that you didn't you know you thought this was going to be important um when it was revealed to be a memory pen uh what did your
0: mind immediately think what is on that memory pen um i mean memory memory six in any kind of modern visual media will either contain plans for something like a nuke that's going to be used in like Mission Impossible yeah. or 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 an incriminating video. It, that's that's the only two things. It's never it's never like the backups of the Soprano season 1 to 5 that you know <laughs> you just I would love that on the,
1: if on the memory pen there was the video but there was also like a file saying the
0: Soprano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, like she wanted to take it around to a friend's house and and it was the only thing she had she had to hand. It happens. It happens to all of us. It does. Um yeah, that would have been very funny, but unfortunately, it's not that. I mean, there are videos on it, but it's of old, old Marlo, uh, Marlo Rhodes, Marlo Is Rhodes, uh, and Marlo yeah, Ro- and also Michelle Vu. Yes, and Michelle Vu. So, um, <clears throat> so there's to, to kind of talk through um, my impression of this scene as it was going. The, the first thing that I that I noted mm-hmm. was we have, we've had three characters come looking for her. Her boyfriend yeah. has come looking for us, obviously, Pierre Ruskin. A tall mm-hmm. man with dark hair, who mm-hmm. I interpreted to be Hap, and another dark-haired man, not so tall, who I interpreted to be Homer. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's my interpretation of who those characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, which, um, and I, I very much enjoyed the uh, irony of her saying that her real boyfriend uh, didn't come to uh, To see her when he actually did, because Homer, Homer, yeah, if I'm correct, Homer was one of the people. But also the
1: doorman. The doorman didn't he say something like, you know, it was her boyfriend. But then later on, it said another fella who also could have been her boyfriend. So it was even he could see from maybe that was Homer visiting.
0: He could see from him that there was some connection between them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And 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 I think it's really interesting the way this doorman character is played because he's almost like a father figure to Nina. I think that it's very deliberately set up to show that Nina is a loner, in that the person in her life who is most familiar with her seems to be the dormant in her apartment yeah. block. It's a very kind of sad state of existence. And I think that's compounded when they walk into her apartment and the first thing when it when it becomes clear that it's been it's been ransacked, yeah. the first thing he says is, Oh my god, Nina He drops the kind of pretense of being formal with her and calling her Miss Azarova and calls her Nina, which suggests a level of familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that we haven't really seen from him before. And I think that that's a really, really cool bit of characterization for the, for these two, just because it, it, if what happens at the end of this episode for the OA is semi-permanent, mm-hmm. um, it implies there's going to be perhaps quite a, a painful existence that 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 we're going to see some of with as regards to Nina Azarova and the relationships in her life. Um, the only other thing I, I really wanted to mention for this scene is I really like the imagery of kind of nature creeping into Nina's apartment. Mm. Um, I think that's very very deliberate. You know, there's like projections of trees on walls, there's plants very explicitly in all the shots, um, and it's. I think it's just symbolism for where where the OA is and what she has experienced. But I I I enjoyed it um, from a from a visual standpoint.
1: Yeah, I, I did too. I love the fact that in her apartment, like, it's it's a real I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but real contemporary, I suppose. The idea of having like a bit of art in the in the, her house that's projected on a wall.
0: Yeah, it was really weird. I've never seen that yeah. before, but I I did I did enjoy it. I I mean. Whenever I see something like that it makes me think when you're going to bed and you're sort of turning off all the lights and everything that's got to be a pain having to go through <laughs> like I forgot the projector I'll just leave it on and, <laughs> and well just... it made me think that she's like she's someone of very high class very
1: very in tune with the arts maybe like because it felt like to me like an installation you know when you go to like a modern modern museum of art um and they have mm-hmm. like that's the sort of thing they have they have like an uh, they'll have like a um a place where you go in the room and there's just, it's just like a blank room with something projected on the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, could be, could could easily be. I, I think I, I think the impression I've had of of Nina, based on how people have described her, is that she is a um, a woman who is a fan of the arts, woman um, of culture, woman of culture. That's I why we talk about it here
1: that. on the Culture Cave. Uh, you know, that's a that's that's, <laughs> that's that's a little plug. I'm going to use that for the channel trailer. Okay, so um, nice. Next scene after we've mm. sort of found out that we'll find out a bit more about the memory pen later but in the next scene uh, Hap goes round to Homer and Homer's doing some chin-ups very good on him he can do yep. good on him uh, and uh, Hap is chatting <coughs> to him uh, and
0: yeah what do you think of this scene? Um, okay so uh, uh, listeners I'm, I was going to say long-term listeners but it was only two episodes ago longer-term listeners will know that a few episodes back, I think it was actually about three or four episodes ago. Um, in the episode with, where we saw where we first made Old Night and um, and uh, the OA mm-hmm. goes into a seemingly different world where it's shot with a handheld camera and approaches a, a blonde-haired woman on a plane from behind. Yeah. My my theory there was that the woman she was approaching was actually Britt Marling, and that that was the the real world in okay. um in the kind of multi dimension sense. And this scene is just absolutely full of dialogue that basically confirms that that's where they were going to go with this. I don't know if we I, I'd be very surprised if we're going to get confirmation of this but so they're discussing <clears throat> Scott's NDE um, and it soon becomes clear why Hap is so interested in it. First off, Scott has said that um, that there's uh, he talks about um, her being called Bryn or something which sounds sounds an awful lot like brit um, there were blinding lights everywhere very much like set lights there were cameras in the air above them very much like they were filming something and hap was there but he had a british accent almost as if he was jason isaacs um and i i, I think the i'm fascinated to see or not see i guess as the case may be where this would have gone Um, because to me from hap's point of view this is him pursuing a world where he and the oa have a good relationship with each other where 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 like this is once again to me hap running away from the the repercussions of his actions trying to find a world where 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 he and he and this 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 woman that he is linked to by some Mm -hmm. phantom thread uh where where they are where he's able to like build a rela- the relationship he desires with her um and uh, it seems to me that that this is this is a world that he will he he would like to travel to very soon um mm. i don't think he's going to get there because it did mention, one episode it did mention left. that hap kissed
1: uh kissed uh prairie uh, yes. the way so what, what what do you what do you take from that? Because obviously, in if you are talking about real life, Jason Isaacs and Britt
0: Marling aren't together. Well, they were filming, so I, I think they were they were filming a show in which their characters kissed, and then they and then they stopped filming. Gotcha. And, um So I, I think the implication is they are both acting in a show. Maybe they are filming the OA in in another world. That would be incredibly meta and fun mm-hmm. if they went to another another universe where the OA is a TV show uh, about. The real stuff that's actually happening, and we could just get lost in a endless loop of um, of that nature. But but I think that's that seems it seems so explicit from this scene that 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 that's where they were going to go, okay. uh, and it makes me quite sad because I don't think we're going to get any resolution for this at all. Uh, well, obviously, yeah, yeah it's cancelled
1: after two seasons, so we're not going to get much resolution. Um, mm. There's, there's a, a lot I want to say to that, um, but I'm afraid that to uh, saying anything, to be honest with you. And it's real it's a real shame because I've got a lot of points in my mind right now that I want to talk about. But I'm, yeah. I'm I think I'm gonna have to wait a week to talk about them just to sort of put the ducks in a row of what's you know, so we're both seeing the same amount of stuff in the show. I don't want the, the listeners to think I'm leading you down a certain way. Um okay. but there are things that that even from what you're saying I don't want to make you believe what you're saying is true but my mind's already sparking off on a lot of different directions um, mm. so just to give a crumb of one thing I'm thinking about right so okay give me a crumb okay I, I've mentioned before that this sh- and this is something that we're going to do in the episode after episode eight so when we do the theory matrix we'll also be talking about theories from from fans and stuff moving about things maybe would have happened moving forward but we're also going to talk about all the different times that the show nearly came up like there's been rumors that the show would come back right so, yeah. basically, that made me think at this point, right? You saying that, and I'm thinking about, like, the show being canceled. You, you saying that, it's funny to me because, let's say if it was, was going to go that way. Say if it was going to go to that to that length where they do go to that place, right? If, yeah. if it did go there in season three or wherever, right? Um, my mind is shot off into the direction of, if they did do that, and then the characters went into the world, right? And there's, yeah. there's also there's already been mention uh, that the OA will be will, will sort of have to be reawakened, and that's what she reawakened herself, right? Yeah. So my idea would be that if they did go that way in in the third season, then what what would what would Hap want to do? He would want to make so. Let's say that it was like they were making the OA in season three. In 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 that, what would he want to do? He would want in in the real world, as Jason Isaacs, to have the show cancelled, because yeah. because that would mean that she would no longer be in that role, and she yeah. wouldn't be able to reawaken herself.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's really that's a great point. May um, we should keep an eye on Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Is it all? A massive performance piece. Like they're 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 just the OA is actually happening all around us as we yeah. as we speak. Well,
1: again, we'll talk about. There's a load of stuff we can talk about in terms of will the show come back? All the different like sort of theories and and and, and things about it maybe coming back at some point based on loads of stuff. But um, it definitely there's
0: definitely a lot to talk about there. But that's a little grain mm-hmm. of sort of that for the listeners. That's yeah. about that's, that's very fascinating. Yeah, to think about. What the implications of the show being cancelled to the narrative yeah. of uh, of the show? Because it does actually work into it. makes me wonder whether when they started writing this, they had some inkling that Netflix might not be renewing them for a third season. They're just like, well, to I, be- I tell you what, this will this shit them up at Netflix. Well, again, we're having we're this conversation two weeks too early
1: because nothing's confirmed. But you know, if in season three they did do that, it makes me think. To be honest with you, it makes me think like there was a whole thing hashtag Save the OA going on, right? And it made me think to myself: If that's where they were going to go, then maybe their plan was to cancel have the show cancelled, leave it for a few years, and the save hashtag Save the UA
0: movement is what awakens her. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I think that like that level of uh kind of external um, creativity. I, I can't believe that anyone would go to that effort to do something that isn't making anyone any money. But at the same time, I love that theory. I, I, I choose to believe that's true.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So we'll be sitting here like 30 years time waiting for season three. So <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: yeah, any minute now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah All right, okay, so let's move on with the, the story then. Um, so we got, okay. obviously there's been a lot of, tr- not, not it's been very subtle. But we have talked before about there being like some noir references in this show. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I know exactly so, where you're going yeah. with so it. This <laughs> moment where she
0: comes to Cream's boat and through the circle uh, yeah. window with
1: the thing overhead and the glasses,
0: hundred percent. This is yeah, the most clear reference, I, isn't it? I creased up when I saw her hair. Hey, it's just like Jesus Christ. You, you're like trying to do like a, a Faye Dunaway in Chinatown kind of impersonation yeah, yeah. near The OA. Just like you're. No one dresses like this anymore. You're making yourself more conspicuous by dressing up like a like a femme fatale from from the 50s, uh, but it oh, was I a loved great that look. It. I love it. Look. Oh, a big fan of it. Um, I think the, so the, the, there's one thing, obviously, to get out of the way early in this scene. Um, it's one of those things that I didn't actually write down initially because I thought, oh, well, that's pretty obvious, but I'll, 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 I think it bears mentioning here, just in case anyone didn't spot it, which is that, obviously, Kareem is looking at a missing persons list, and on that list are Steve, French, and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That seems to be confirmation of why it's not safe for them to travel, um, because. Well, if they're missing, what's your
1: theories on that then? Because we, it would seem like that it would imply that there's some connection between between because we've already been told this that they're all connected, uh, in in the different like there's echoes of universes, uh, yeah. and So they're all connected. So would that imply that they're missing because of the same reason or
0: how? What, what do you mean? Mm, I don't know actually, like because I I don't think. <laughs> I didn't notice Michelle on that list, which to me, I'm just trying to think through in my head whether the, I I might have just missed Michelle on that list, but um, to me, there seems to be a distinction between Steve French and Jesse and their position on that list when compared to what we saw happen to Michelle, uh, which is her traversing. The rose window and collapsing, very similar to how, and that is actually in this scene, mm-hmm. um, in, in the in the Marlo Rhodes video, we see her collapsing very much in a similar way to how Elodie uh, collapsed when she travelled as well. Yeah. Um, so my read for Michelle is that that, that she has left her body behind um, and travelled somewhere else via the rose window. I don't know if I, I don't know if I think that that's what Steve, Jesse, and French have gone through. Mm. Um. Although, having said that, I mean, Buck was included in the the group who were told it's not safe for you to travel. So I guess it stands to reason that Steve, Jesse and French... Are in a similar and, state. And, 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 ...are in a similar state, yeah. So maybe they've gone, maybe they've gone as well. Um, and they're... So I, I'm, I'm just working this through in my head now. Obviously, we see what's happened to Michelle by the end of this episode mm-hmm. I wonder if Steve, Jesse and French are there as well, thinking about it in Pierre Ruskin's place yeah mm-hmm. or, or certainly, I mean we've seen what, what Hap and Pierre Ruskin do to the people who are kind of taken by the house okay. um, so I, I, my, I guess my suspicion would be they're either in Pierre Ruskin's place or they are in Hap's lab being behind that analysed locked door. yeah, one of the two um, Do you think we, not- what we are going to find out what's behind that locked door in the next episode? Yeah, so I I, I was thinking about that this episode because uh, oh, oh yeah, in fact this episode and 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 in previous episodes because obviously when we first see Rachel react to with horror to the pool, um, oh well, I don't know if it's a pool, but there's water reflecting yeah, um, yeah, on, on the wall behind her. Yeah. Um, it made me think, oh, there's going to be some like crazy like space monster like fish thing in there, and then we got the octopus. Uh, but I wonder if there's like actually. Just rows and rows of bodies of kids who have travelled in there, or something like that. It's it's like a because because the the idea of keeping people underwater mm. to uh, or, or certainly submerging their heads to allow the seed to bloom has been revisited so many times in that particular laboratory that it, that seems like it's maybe more likely the direction um, that they're heading in with that rather than there being some crazy squid in there. Um, Right, or another okay. octopus, I guess. But I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll, I, I, I think, I think I'm gonna go for that over the over the the octopus or another octopus in there now, just because I think another octopus reveal would be a bit like it's old hat. We've yeah. seen the
1: octopus, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've already had we've already had an octopus. The, the... But I, I
0: do think I'm gonna say I do think we're gonna see that. I can't I can't believe they're gonna get to the end of this season without them showing us what Hap has in that room. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because. The first season was very much that dimension. This season's very much this dimension. You would imagine the third yeah. season going to be a different dimension. Um, yeah. If you would think about where for go- so the first season we've sort of said is, was Rachel's NDE dimension. Um, yeah. This, this, se- this season has been uh, Homer's. Um, so next season it would seem where they're pointing at is we're going to go to Scott's, which possibly based on the current information might be ours.
0: Yeah, that I'd like. the more I think about that, like, Scott's NDE dimension being ours, where the OA is a TV show that's been cancelled, and then Prairies and like uh, which presumably uh, let's say the final season in the plan would have been Prairies, just because Prairies yeah, like yeah. the main character, so it would make sense would have been that, yeah, Prairies Saturn. being, like, in space <laughs> it's just <laughs> like this I, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in the pitch meeting for, like, a third season if they did get one with Netflix being like, listen, okay, third season it's going to be like a a, 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 a three-camera sitcom. We're going to have canned laughter. Uh, like it was basically going to be like a WandaVision-style yeah. thing. And then, and then uh, I don't know what the fourth one would have been, because I guess we haven't really... I'm trying to think if Renata's described. Renata, yeah, Renata's sort of, one. We didn't have too much details about Renata's one, to be honest. Yeah, that would have been good. Like to, I mean, whatever it would have been. If the third one is like a sitcom and the fifth one is in space, Renata's could be literally anything. Like yeah. it's, uh, you know Pick a genre a horror movie make it like a horror movie <laughs> that'd be great yeah exactly um, we do actually we do know that Renatus
1: did have a, a cartoon style mentor we know that about mm, it um, yeah. so possibly uh, it's, a, it's a little bit further off now but I've, I've got it in my mind now so we are talking about this you know in terms of the f- fifth season so I want to say this right there's a, there's a short story by Isaac Asimov um, which I mentioned I would put into the I said I would put into the uh, description of one of the podcasts I think it was a Sisyphus one uh, but anyway there's an Isaac, Isaac Asimov uh, short story, which I can't remember the name of, but basically it's the story of um, a person who has died and then they, they, they get sent back to earth to, to relive as a, as a different person. And then okay. this sort of spirit or like God or whatever you want to say, he's talking to them is saying, you go and you have to live every single life that has ever, <clears throat> ever lived on earth. You live, you be, you are everyone. You live every okay. life. And only once you've done that, you become one of us, right? Um, okay. So the idea is that you sort of trend, once you've had the experience of living everyone's life, then yeah. you become like this god being, something like that. And that's sort of where I'm feeling this show would be going to season five. I, I, in my mind, I'm sort of viewing it as. Elodie says to says to the OA in this episode that she you know she has a lot she, she she you know she has faith in her or you know we'll get to the exact quote later on but she has faith in her or she thinks like you know she can go she can go far right and I think to myself is like the idea is that maybe she's like been earmarked like yeah, we were talking maybe she's like a fallen angel or maybe she's she's actually God and stuff I think she might just have been earmarked as sort of like she's going through the process of becoming something bigger you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah I I think that's I think that the the thing with this show that I find really fascinating is that they've thrown out so many threads that I feel like they're not gonna follow all of them. So like the original angel stuff, like the 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 b b a stuff, the the little girl who spoke to the cops um wife when she was younger and told her to wait for wait for prairie and and homer to turn up mm-hmm. at the end of season 1 um you know cartoon uh, there, there's just there's so many little th- like narrative threads that they've thrown out that they could follow um and and yeah as as you say th- this idea that she is being prepped for something greater. It could really be arrived at by any one of those threads, which is what I find so fascinating, this idea that they might might all converge mm-hmm. at some point in the future. Um, obviously it doesn't seem like that's going to happen but I think definitely that read of it that Prairie is positioned as very important to the the narrative and the scale that we're now dealing with, particularly um, in regards to you know the people who are speaking to Prairie, so like Elodie and and um, and and Katoon, it seems weird for like a human, just a regular human, mm-hmm. to have any importance whatsoever now that we're dealing with kind of multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there is some there is obviously some significance to her in in a cosmic sense, and I would love to have found out what that significance was. Yeah, and just one last point about the
1: future of the show that we're, we're not going to see, but uh, I thought of had a well maybe we will one day, you know, if the whole uh, cancellation theories is correct. But I um I, another thing that like we were told that like two people healed Scott, right? We well, brought him back to life. Five yeah. people can make you travel. It may and maybe the introduction of these little machines is, means does not going to go this way. But I kind of in my mind was like envisioning a, a fifth <clears throat> season or something where they have to like do something like get a stadium full of people or like everyone on earth has to like almost give goku
0: power for the spirit yeah I, mean, I, I believe i did literally mention yeah. like the, the the goku spirit bomb yeah. against boo <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. yeah so
1: the- i i i do i do feel that there could have been some room for that sort of thing i think i mentioned it before but some room for like having a fuckload of people doing the movements at the same time which could yeah. like reorder the universe or something you know yeah. what i mean
0: or like yeah, Unicron from the Transformers uh, turns up and he's going to eat Earth, yeah. and uh, and and Prairie needs to stop it by gathering the energy of of the entire universe to defeat Unicron. I'd have been very into that.
1: Yeah, or like hap and en- hap ends up being like uh, the smoke monster in Lost, and just like is like he's like the, the personification of evil, and you have yeah. to do the things to like just like get rid of him. But um, yeah, yeah okay, that'd be great. Well, well, there we go. Uh, let's move on. And we got we got Marlo Rhodes. She shows us the video. Uh, yeah, she she actually is talking about that she left and it turned into what she didn't want it to become and then she shows the video of Michelle Vu looking through the Rose Window and falling down into what we can assume is like a coma because of what, of what Elodie said um, yeah. okay so what was your take on this you've already talk, spoke about it a little bit but
0: yeah I mean I think this is the fact th- there's very clear lines of, of comparison between what happened to alolio when she, when she traveled and what happens to michelle here so uh, and, and also what was described as happening to the engineer uh, two episodes ago mm-hmm. this this sort of they they were exposed to the, the rose window and were then in a comatose state for the rest of their life mm-hmm. um and to me that implies that they have traveled elsewhere the the interesting thing to me is this idea that when you travel into someone's being they are well. I guess they're suppressed if you want to suppress them, or as um, Nina or as as uh, as as Prairie and and Elodie discuss in this episode, it is possible to kind of merge with them and allow them to to be part of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So this idea that the these these kids um, are going into this comatose state and the engineer maybe implies that when you leave. These bodies, the the kind of remnant of the 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 individual that was kind of um, that was quashed. Actually, no, that doesn't make sense. I was just thinking through that as I was saying it. So there is no one else in in Michelle's body here, and and in the engineer's presumably when 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 this happened to him. Mm-hmm. So this is just them leaving a body behind, I guess. Um, which maybe implies that that Buck that there's room in in Michelle's body for Buck to travel into it. Um, mm. I'll be interested to see if, if anything comes of that, actually. Well, they, that can, be they, they
1: can be in the same body at the same time, but I know what you mean now that yeah. it's vacant.
0: But it's just vacant. Yeah, it's sitting there un- unoccupied. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, next up we get some more of Kareem, and uh, <coughs> they watch the video, they go back, and there's another thing. Um, it makes me think at this point, uh, Kareem is really starting to question what he's seen, He's yeah. like he's re- like whenever she uh, Prairie says I'm from another dimension, I can really see Kareem
0: being like, oh yeah, I just remembered I got this woman from a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel th- this is very believable his skepticism here. So this I like I mean that literally the USB key was presented to them on a silver platter, mm-hmm. um, and then you know the fact that 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 uh, the OA appears to be kind of conjuring forth. Um, this like plot critical or, or investigation critical information at exactly the right moment, paired with him already kind of trying to reject everything he's seen uh, because he doesn't want to, doesn't want to accept it, um, makes his skepticism skepticism very believable. And I think mm-hmm. this is maybe what the trees were speaking about when they're saying um, that that. Prairie is going to lose faith in herself, and I think part of that is Kareem also losing faith in her, which is going to ultimately lead to her to something potentially bad happening to her, mm. um, and it will be compounded in some way by Hap. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, but Hap's always involved.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah, he is, he is always involved. Um, I also like the line at the very end of the scene. Whenever it's, it actually turns out to be a bit of a clue once you finish the episode. But uh, then she says to him, "Like yeah, that's your problem. You're looking for a body." Um, yeah. obviously at the time if you're just thinking of like a detective show it's like you would imagine like you know you'll look for someone who's dead but she's actually uh, she's actually still alive but i think that at the end of this episode you can sort of see what she meant it's like yeah you know we are a consciousness within the body the body might might still be here but she might not be you know? yeah you're,
0: you're not gonna find what you're looking for um you know going after Pierre Ruskin um although I mean or you speaking will. Of, well yeah or, or i guess he will the it's shell, a lot it's it's probably, probably a lot easier. Michelle, the shell. Come on. Come on, give it to me. I mean, it'll be... Yeah, well done. It'll, it'll be a <laughs> lot easier for him to explain to his racist cop friends that it's just like, yeah, Michelle's here. I don't know. She's in a coma. Investigation done. Than it would be to say, Michelle is here, but her consciousness isn't. It has travelled to another dimension, so we need to keep looking and form some kind of interdimensional police task force to to track her down. Um, although does... having said that, mm. that would have been good. I'm. You've just
1: us talking about michelle's consciousness traveling into another dimension and we've and you've started theorizing that the other dimension could be our dimension in some way yeah that throws up a huge amount of questions and dramatic themes that they could go for in season three with the actor ian alexander because imagine ian alexander has come out as trans has is living his life as trans and then all of a sudden from a different uh universe uh the female version
0: like Michelle is in his mind now. Yeah, I I was thinking that during this episode actually, both both for for the for the actor himself um and for the implications for the character. So obviously phenomenal performance from from the actor to be able to to you know conjure these these feelings of like identity um, a gender identity within within these characters without it being hurtful to mm-hmm. to, to the actor because you know that, that must, must have been a very difficult thing to go through well I have said before um,
1: that he, he, he views
0: Michelle as pre-transition like he doesn't yeah. view Michelle as just being female you know but I mean, even just to 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 be able to kind of, kind of like to to relive those mm-hmm. those those experiences must have been of quite difficult for yeah. for, for him, um, and and a great performance like on that basis alone. But as you say, to then be able to explore the implications of how how you perceive your own your own gender mm-hmm. um, in light of different personalities or different souls or whatever you want to call it inhabiting the same body. There's a huge amount that can be can be explored in 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 Buck or or, or Michelle or Ian Alexander's character there that I would I would have absolutely loved to have seen that because this is one of one of the the most interesting trans characters i think i've ever and i you know and it's it's a a tragedy to say there really aren't that many trans trans characters in mainstream media full stop Mm -hmm. um so it's not a not a long list to pick from but this is easily one of the most interesting uh, depictions of a trans character i've ever seen in a show and i would have loved to have seen it explored further in different dimensions
1: yep yep i agree with you um all right okay um I have a grain of hope in me, to be honest with you. So every time we say about the whole way through, as well, say it's cancelled, in my little like, I'm I'm just like, no, no. One day, even if it's like they release graphic novels or something, you know, yeah. one day we'll have the story fulfilled.
0: I, we what, just... what we need to do is get to a million subscribers and then leverage all of those subscribers yeah. <laughs> to be like, look, we will all watch this. So you need to make this again, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, guys, there we go. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll get we'll get the OA remade. Put it on our shoulders. We we'll, we can carry the burden. Um, yeah, get 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 brit slash brin on, uh, <laughs> on 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 the podcast and we'll we'll flesh out the details yeah,
1: exactly uh all right actually it's funny as well it goes again we're going to talk about this another one. It goes to it goes to the level literally goes to the level that brit was putting up things you know like uh can like we have to move on from the show and can you stop talking about it, it hurts us at all and i think and everyone was just like that's what she would say if
0: she would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great she's made a rod throw back here like she's never going to be rid of it yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so um, she rings up Syzygy and she's coming tonight. I, um, I was surprised she was welcome, to be honest. I, like, is it, is the implication? I mean, we don't really see that much of it, but is the implication here that they found another psychic octopus? Yeah, well, there was a lot of people in the comments saying, "There's no
1: way that octopus is dead." It's like, well, they said it was dead; it's dead. That's how TV works, right? So, yeah. um, it is dead. Uh, unfortunately, th- th- no matter how much cutting off a tentacle wouldn't seem like a kill it, it did kill it. Um, but we, when, we, when she gets there, um, when, when she gets there, the, the guy who she talks to when she's there actually explains why she's able to go with No octopus. And he's, he said, like you know, whenever you came here and started acting out and, and describing your dreams. Yeah, yeah, so that's what she—that's her main thing. Every now and then, obviously, she'll get Old Night to, to to connect with her and commune with her. But it's yeah. it implied that her main thing was that she would have told the dreams that she had. Yeah,
0: um, Old Night was like the, the the kind of support act. Yeah, to and, that, night, and yeah. To be with you,
1: that's what the tapes are. Like that's what the recordings are. It's her explaining her dreams. Um, all right, so um, then she so she's has gone. We'll catch up with that later. Hap gets Scott up into his office, lets him go. Uh, well, actually. It's not just lets him go out of the out of the restraints. It actually, says to him, "Tomorrow, I'm going to let you go." Uh, mm. This was real manipulative. Once we see where this yeah,
0: goes, yeah. Hap is uh, in this scene as full of shit as I think I've ever seen him be. So he, his his um, his his basically reasoning to Scott that that he's happy to let him go because he's done with the movements, which mm-hmm. I guess is true. Uh, in, 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 a, in a manner of speaking and that they cause too much pain and that he's just going to stay here because he likes it here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, fuck you, Hap. Interesting like, this work is to be the... done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Like it, it just, I believe that Scott believes him, but at the same time, between this and Homer earlier in the episode kind of asking Hap about Rachel, which we didn't, didn't really spend too much time on because there's not that much to discuss on it, mm-hmm. but he says, oh yeah, she did die um, and uh, she slit her own throat and then Homer uh not following up with I want to see the body. Yeah. Um that was frustrating. And then Scott accepting Hap's offer here is just it, like, it's believable. But he just he's such a he's such a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I want him to I want him to get his come up and so it's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I actually I like the little bit of Scott like agreeing to do it so Bernardo would go free. It wasn't enough for him just to just to leave by himself. Um
0: yeah but i mean i I feel like scott should have when when hap was like i'm gonna be releasing you tomorrow so you can go to the cops if you want that should have set alarm bells off in scott's head that like there's no way he's letting me go to the cops so something's happening to me to 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 stop this from happening yeah okay yeah hey conrad hi guess what what (laughs) Marlowe rhodes is dead yep couldn't have seen that coming
1: Yeah, she's dead. Uh, this actor, I really like this actress. I've seen only seen her in two things. I saw her in this, and I saw her in devs. And in devs, she also plays like a college professor talking about
0: uh, weird stuff like that. She's she's in like some British police procedural that I've seen a couple of episodes of, I think. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, yeah, that's the only other thing I've seen her in. But yeah, she's really, really good. Um, and it was a shame we didn't get to see that much of her. But, you know, she, she was... she. Like went to I I can't try to remember the expression now. It's something like you go to bed with the devil, you wake up with no go to bed with dogs, wake up with fleas. That's what it is, <laughs> and the the fleas in this case are. Getting shot in the head in a staged suicide. Or I, I interpreted this as a staged suicide. Well, he says um, she killed herself. Uh, oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. So, uh, despite the front door being broken. Yeah, know. It like, oh, do, do, nor- yeah. do people normally break their front doors before committing <laughs> before committing suicide? Um, but, yeah, she, uh, she got got, unfortunately. She got got. Um, um, yeah, so obviously
1: the details of that come out with the Pierre Ruskin uh, chat later on. Um, yeah. So, Prairie puts on the nina makeup yeah um and this is a bit out of joint i think disjointed but we'll go with it i think anyway now um so she basically wants to reawaken nina is what she wants to do and yep. um actually no 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 no. sorry sorry before she does that she talks to elodie okay yeah so she puts on the stuff she goes down uh and talks to elodie um so let's have a chat about the elodie stuff now so she, goes, she yeah. goes down to Syzygy, talks with the fella who says about her, her being a bit of a nutcase. She was up on the tables dancing, you know, but she was a pain in his ass. But that was only until... Um, that was only until uh, then she started making him money. So now he doesn't mind about that. Uh, Aladie is here. Um, she talks about the idea of integrating. Integrating into... Um, into the person you're with. And I love this dichotomy between the two because we've been talking about Prairie having a little lack of empathy towards Nina to yeah. be honest. And Alody's like, "No, no, we become one. I want to experience I don't want to it's horrible to push them away." And and Prairie's like, "Yeah. You should care
0: about other people." <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, that's needlessly cruel, I think is <laughs> yeah. what she says. And it, and then uh, uh, like Prairie's like, "Oh shit. Oh yeah, I guess Nina Probably would like to get out of the box that I've put her in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like it's like it's like in the film
1: Get Out, you know, like in 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 the
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah, the the, uh, the the sunken place, sunken place, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, so that you so basically, Elodie
1: says that you can't escape. Uh, Hap, Hap, Homer, and you are like a cosmic family. So there's these echoed uh, realities where you'll always be together. Um, everything yeah. is connected so when when prairie met buck that was probably around the same time that michelle started playing the game and stuff like that yeah um to leave an echo we we learn is very dangerous so the idea of going to a universe or reality where the you aren't connected to hap and homer in this way that would be very dangerous um mm. hap uh so basically ality well is a creature of balance so she, she wanted to give she had to give hap something so gave him the inkling of those little machines um so that she could give the OA something at, at the same time. And the mm. thing she gave uh, away was to just tell her, you need to go back to the time of your greatest trauma to to uh, free Nina Azarova and integrate with her. Basically saying, this is what you need to do. So it's interesting the idea of having to give Hap something so that she
0: could give her that bit of information, creature of balance, yeah. I suppose. Okay, so there's a lot there, Conrad. What do you want to talk about in this scene? Um, okay, so, like, the first thing that, that Bear's mentioning, just because it's a, a little a, a little aside, but it's a lovely bit of production design, um, is the dancers in Syzygy are wearing masks that are very reminiscent of the actual, like, biblical description of angels, mm-hmm. so they're, like, multiple wings, multiple eyes, multiple mouths, very kind of, like, alien... And quite horrific mm. uh, appearances, but I, I, I just quite enjoyed that as a as a little a little, a little kind of throw, a throwaway moment of um, of art direction that I enjoyed. That's cool. Elodie shows up. The first thing that the Russian guy says to her is, "Oh, you're French," and she goes, "Hmm, well, I've travelled a lot," which is <laughs> a great little response from Elodie there. I feel like she she was pleased with herself for that one. Um, and then she says to uh, to Prairie um, or rather Prairie says to her who are you? and she responds with you know which I have theorised before that I think Elodie might be Catoon. Um mm-hmm. and I think that to me was as strong an indication that that's correct as we've had that, uh, thus far in the show uh, the fact that she is implying that Prairie has met her before uh, seems to... Seems to point me in that in that direction. Yeah, or de- definitely a, like a being like Katoon anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this idea of bonds existing across dimensions, these these echoes that that, that bind us together, certainly um, makes sense in the context of what we've seen with like the boys in BBA, um, and this this idea that and well, and the captives, obviously in in the mm-hmm. mine as well. This idea that you are linked. And you will find your way, like the, the, you will find your way to places where you are still linked, because the actions that you take in, uh, relating to one another in one dimension will have an impact on what you what you do in in another dimension. Um, so, I, I I think there's two ways to read this. I really enjoy the the implication that Hap and Homer and Prairie will never really escape each other because they're they're intrinsically linked in this way, and it means that it's set up this very kind of interesting kind of cosmic game of cat and mouse between, I guess, the good guy in Prairie and the bad guy in Hap. If you want to be really kind of reductive about mm-hmm. it, um, uh, and what that could mean for the rest of the show. But I also think this idea of like leaving echoes behind being dangerous. I find I find really fascinating because yeah, it. I guess the thing that we know about Prairie above all else is that she has an incredibly strong force of will. She's able to kind of will herself to certain places. Um, So if anyone was able to do that, it would be her. And I wonder what it is that's dangerous about it. Um, Whether you could just find yourself in a place so alien to you that you're, you're... psyche can't deal with it and is mm. suppressed similarly to how homers uh, has been maybe in,
1: yeah in... having the anchor of hap and homer in the world brings uh prairie or the oa out so maybe if she went to another universe where they weren't there or
0: they didn't have the same link she would yeah be forever suppressed within someone else's mind yeah. um but yeah i think i think that's it's a really really fascinating uh bit of it's not even really exposition here. It's just kind of like dangling little morsels of, of of what the what the wider implications of traveling are in front of in front of um, the prairies prairies head. Uh, obviously, the the stuff about her having to essentially drown herself to uh, to awaken Nina is interesting and plot critical. But I think the mm-hmm. the broader and very much unanswered questions that Elodie asks here are really the the, the most interesting thing in this scene. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think I agree with you. Um, do you think we'll see Allie again, or is this is this all we'll see of her because of the end of the season?
0: I don't know. I mm, I think she's gone. I think she's given Hap something. She's given Prairie something. I think she's off now, uh, t- and and probably would have turned up again, but the road not taken. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's kind of like you know, the, 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 obviously she's she's made it
1: herself. Like the analogy to angels. Sort of, and that's in the Bible. There's a lot of you know angels visiting people to give them information or to you know inspire them in some way. And that's my that's probably what they're doing with this. You know, the, the this character might never have come back again. Maybe, but may, maybe not. Maybe this character was just sort of to appear to these characters, sort of like as an apparation, a vision, uh, like like sort of in a biblical text. It would it would happen, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Like, I I think Elodie and Katoon seemed if they are indeed the same person or or, or same same type of being um, seem to exist to guide these main characters towards revelations uh, so yeah it's entirely possible mm-hmm. that we would have just never seen Elodie again yeah okay um, all right
1: we did skip over it so we'll go back and now and talk about um, Mo is having mm-hmm. a baby yep
0: yeah. so this <laughs> this is a classic that we, so I I don't want to go back to it too much but there was a moment in dark where Ulrich gave over all plot-critical information that he holds to another character, and my my first thought was... And then was taken oh, off the chessboard, sort of, so... Sort of, yeah, it's going to die, or, or at least be kind of reduced to a side character very soon, based on this, because he no longer holds any plot-critical information. And as soon as this scene happened with Kareem, I was like, uh-oh... He's giving all his information over to his pregnant ex-girlfriend, um, and is very clearly frightened of what's coming based on based on um, her her read of his his uh, his mentality. So I think at the very least it is designed to make us think that Kareem is in um, serious danger. Yeah, me, yeah. I, I, I think I think it's obvious that he is because he's messing with very powerful forces now, both physically in terms of Pierre Ruskin, who is clearly willing to kill people who get in his way, and um, and, and more cosmically uh based on his kind of position in the 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 the, the games that are being played mm-hmm. here so i yeah I, and i i do i do fear for kareem as a character he's lost his kind of moral anchor point with with prairie i think there's still a good person in there but his his cynicism and his i guess i don't want to call it recklessness but he's but, but in this episode he's kind of he's kind of just charging around not thinking about what he's doing i mm-hmm. think uh and and that could get him into some trouble i think
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. There's also a moment in this, uh, like obviously not about this, isn't really about the show, but uh, the uh, she mentioned uh, a woman being there called her doula. Have you ever heard of
0: someone having a doula before? Just out of No, I, I've never heard of that. I don't know what it is. Right.
1: Okay. So in America, like I, I, I learnt this whenever we have our first child. Um, when we, when I do something in my life, I want to do like a hundred hours of research about it, just so I know what's going to happen. Um, And like, I want, I, so I listened to a load of podcasts and everything and a load of women explaining birth stories and things so that whenever we got to the point where our children were being born, if something went wrong, I would know, I would, I would like have a cool head in the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So basically uh, I was listening to, also, I just actually care about the fact my wife's pregnant and I wanted to, (laughs) I I wanted to know what she was going through. So, um, so basically I listened to a lot of podcasts, American podcasts and and a doula is like a birth coach who sort of is your sort of mentor through pregnancy and and birth um okay and it's something that exists in america not it doesn't it doesn't exist over here and i i maybe think it's maybe like in america it's a very medical thing right you midwives say, is it like a midwife or, yeah, it's or not a midwife it actually like it literally is just like a birth expert and you know they they're sort of talk you through it your emotional side where and but they and they and in America there's there's not that many midwife births in comparison to just hospital births with doctors. Whereas, oh, okay. It, whereas in obviously in the UK and Ireland, you, it it is as as like sort of the first first stage of it is you you are you know you you have a midwife deliver your baby. If yeah. there's medical complications, it can go up to a doctor. But the midwife yeah. will still be the one taking care of it. The doctor will come in and just check on you and stuff. You know, so. But in America, it's very much like a medical thing. It's not like there's very little mm. midwives. Um, it's something that went away, you know, about 70, 80 years ago. So because of that, there's not the same connection to the person who's going to be delivering your baby. Sure. Um, yeah. So therefore, in America, I feel like they need this, this like birth coach doula to have the personal connection. It's not the same as having yeah. a midwife. Um, but also... It's slightly I, more
0: like emotional, emo, an, yeah, emotional, it's like an support emotional support as well as thing.
1: A... And like sort of they've been through it as well. So they mm. sort of know. And, and I, think, I think in this part of the world as well is that I know like you're, you know, you're, you're from England, so maybe not so much, but in Ireland anyway, like the, 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 um, the saying is uh, a community raises a baby, you know what I mean? Mm. So like yeah. everyone piles in together. And I don't personally believe that like, it's, it's so much more rural, rural living in Ireland anyway, that the, yeah. I, the idea of having a doula doesn't really make sense over here. But in America, these huge cities where you move away from your family and you're sort of in the city on your own and you might not know anyone who has a, who's had a child, it makes sense to have this doula who can talk you through things and is there to talk to. Whereas when Emma was pregnant, you know she has like
0: literally like 12 relatives who she can talk to about it you know what i mean so yeah absolutely yeah that's really yeah that's really interesting I've, I've never that i'd never heard of that before and i i had assumed it was like uh actually to be honest my first my first thought was like oh maybe she's she's bi or something mm-hmm. and the implication here is this that this like because because it seems like um it doesn't seem like a kind of medical relationship. It's quite casual. Mm. Obviously they're at home, you know, and they're, they're both dressed quite casually. So it seems like a more casual thing. So I was like, Oh, maybe this is, this is like her, her partner. And she's just kind of dressing it up as something else. But that makes a lot of sense actually for her to be, um, this, this slightly more, um, kind of like emotional support or, and, and medical support as well, obviously. But, um, but for her to, to be filling that role in the birth. Yeah. And it might also be as well
1: as like this, you know unfortunately there's a lot of aspects of uh of going through uh pregnancy and like you know and and women's health in general that is seen as taboo for no reason whatsoever <laughs> other than it's just yeah. women's women's problems right
0: women's stuff
1: yeah so there might also be might be birthed out of like i know america is like you know in in some like, certain parts of america are quite a quite conservative place you know i'm not even talking about polit- politically i'm just talking about just generally in terms of how they share their their lives and things so may- maybe that could be a remnant of the fact that you know these these problems you don't really talk about. So they have like a therapist mm. slash doula who they have who they talk about those things to. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's really cool though. I I, I I didn't think to look up what a doula was after this, and I'm glad I didn't because I've been educated now.
1: Yeah. Well, Americans get in touch. I'm sure I got it completely wrong. Let us let us know <laughs> in the comments if I'm right or not. Um, okay. So uh, we've talked about uh, that. So what about Scott? Now makes it into the house, um, collapses. Uh, in yeah, the middle- I, I
0: didn't i didn't understand where he was collapsing to be honest like i didn't recognize the platform he's on
1: yeah i don't actually either to be honest it looks a bit like if you're a fan of lost it looks like a dharma initiative symbol that's what i know but um don't think i don't think it's connected conrad don't think it's connected
0: um i mean it's all it's all interconnected if our theories about where the third season would have gone are to be, <laughs> are to be yeah, believed. that was what i didn't even mention it but like my okay so I'm, all right. i'll say it now Jason Isaacs I am fairly sure Jason Isaacs has been in Doctor Who Matt Smith has just been announced as uh, one of the Targaryens um in the uh, Game of Thrones oh, spin-off really? series they're okay. making um so there's your Game of Thrones to the OA link there um so it's 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 a, it's two simple steps so if they ha- if they had gone into the the real world in the third season they could have popped up to the you know the set where Game of Thrones was being shot um and uh, and and you know had Britt Marling <laughs> show up in Game of Thrones Jeez, we, we could
1: have, we could have actually seen them. I remember two miles from my house, uh, uh, my old house in Northern Ireland, is where they had the boat set. It was like a huge yeah. boat in the middle of the countryside. Maybe they would have come there. Maybe they would have knocked on the door for a cup of tea. Jeez.
0: Yeah, we could have been like, hi, hi, hi Britt or Bryn. Hi, <laughs> like, hi, yeah, what? wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so, sorry, Scott. Like, I. So okay. A couple of things here. Um, I wasn't. I'm still not really sure where I land on. What has happened to him here? Um, it seems like, from a from a visual perspective, is it seems like the same thing that happened to Elodie and um, and Michelle Vu. Mm. I don't know though. I don't know if he's just dead or or, or what has actually could happened. Could it be here. Conrad that he is not worthy? Well, yeah, I, I, it could be, but but I feel like this idea that that people are not worthy. Where are they going if they're not worthy? Yeah, or are they, or are they just being killed? That I guess that's where I am at the moment. Like, I, I, I don't think M- Michelle is definitely not dead because of what we see later in this episode, and it seems to me that the the what happens to Scott is very similar to what mm-hmm. has happened to to Michelle, um, which makes me think. I don't know if that's that's the worthiness thing but certainly you know they did explicitly say if you're worthy you'll traverse the rose door and if you're not you'll be in danger. Yeah. I I don't know what that danger means exactly but I guess it could be the case for Scott.
1: Yeah, well, the danger is that uh, Hap will start eating what comes out of your ears. Yeah, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll don't get, you, we'll
0: don't you worry about that, guys. <laughs> God, I've, got, I've got some thoughts for old, for old Hap. Old Hunter,
1: wishes Percy. Okay, so Nina, uh, well, at Prairie I should say, uh, goes mm. into the bath to go back to her trauma. We get a few visions. She starts drowning herself. She get a few yep. visions of uh, Nina's life. Goes back to before uh, she was Nina. Well, back, back forward, actually when they were both Nina I should say but um, yeah. and then it sort of rever- rewinds back Prairie's life and then re- goes forward in uh, Nina's life and she learns who she is and um, yeah that's well I suppose the end of the episode then we could just say it now because uh, you know it literally is just her waking up the end of the episode is her like getting up walking walking into the uh, mental institution and then saying uh her Nina as is here and it was like a real like you know uh, like it meant to be like a,
0: you know? Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of love her Russian accent. It's very, it's very much like hello. Like it's sort <laughs> of like properly leaning into the stereotypical Russian accent. It was a little enjoyed. more subtle
1: than uh, th- th- than when she was putting it on as Prairie. But 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 also, yeah, that's true. She has a thing about her, um Brit Marling here, where no matter what accent she does, you can really hear her voice. You know, yeah. Um, whereas, so I think the same with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Like, if you, if if you actually if you listen to him in Blood Diamond, like it's again like it's a very caricaturey accent, but but you can hear Leo's voice in it. Some actors you can't really, you know, some actors actually disguise their voice fully to the point where they like Riz Ahmed, for example, his American accent is sounds nothing
0: like his actual accent. You know what I mean? To me, anyway. Uh, whereas, yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Yeah, there's definitely. Levels of um, of characterization that people put into their accents and yeah. hers, she always kind of pierces through. Um, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for this. Like yeah. I, I, the Russian, I, I I mean, my read of this from from a kind of a slightly meta perspective is that. Britt Marling isn't that confident with a Russian accent, which is why we've barely seen her doing her Russian accent um, in in this show. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of wait like waiting on Tenzir to see what it feels like in the final episode when presumably she will talk Russian lots. But we'll see. Maybe she won't. Maybe she'll switch between.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure she'll be able to like come to, to the fore with either one she wants at that time. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, it's really interesting though the idea now that she has all of Nina's experiences within her now because she's like integrated yeah. with her. So she knows. Yeah, I, I wonder
0: that. how Nina feels too. Like that's the other thing I wondered. Like, so when, when Nina is awake is is awakened within within this body, is there animosity there towards this other person who's in there as well? Like are they having kind of um almost uh split person- personality style discussions where it's like well, yeah. get, That's the thing, you, I don't you think you so. I don't, I don't think
1: it's like I think the idea of it is it's okay, this is the best analogy I can make, right? Take a cup of our orange juice. Take a cup of water. Pour them both in a bowl. You don't. Yeah. It's not like the water is separate from the orange juice now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That okay, is together. That's true. Yeah. They're, they're, there's no. There's no separation, which is a like, shame. I would. I, I, yeah. I would like to have seen like an eternal monologue <laughs> for prairie where she's like talking in, in American and then Russian and doing the old, um like talking into a mirror, like. Um, uh, like Gollum, or, or, or like yeah. <laughs> to- the camera angle changes and she's different <laughs> yeah. each time.
1: No, but I I, th- I really do think it's like you know you take yellow and blue and you mix it and it becomes green. It's it's like yeah. a new thing, uh, which is very interesting because now we like Prairie, the character we've been following now, is literally only half of the character we have now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and and you know, Nina is seen from how we've seen her described is a very different character mm-hmm. to Prairie. Uh, so I'll be fascinated to see. How this impacts her behaviour in in the next episode? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, what about um, old Pierre Ruskin? He okay. He's in the pool, uh, mm, floating in water, which helps with tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Keep going. Well, I. So I. I, I actually, I. I. I, I I read this as a bit of a red herring so I, I I might might be wrong here but obviously we've seen people floating in water helping with tinnitus being an implication that they are a traveller we've seen it with Hap, we've seen it with Elodie I, I believe we've at least heard well, it they're mentioned at the bottom from of people the pool. as well yeah they are at the bottom of the pool to me I think this is implying that he isn't a traveller but very much wants to be yeah. um, purely because if you try, if I try and like logic it out about Pierre Ruskin being a traveller his goals seem to put him in a position where he hasn't cracked traveling yet mm-hmm. you know he's 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 basically just got this conveyor belt of kids going into the house to try and crack the Q, the Q symphony game um and and understand the house i don't think someone who had already traveled would be investing as much time and money into the house Mm -hmm. um as as he is obviously it's still interesting like hap's still interested in it but i think there are clearly other ways to to get the information that he's after so yeah that was that was my my read of this was that it was kind of saying he wants to travel um but he hasn't he hasn't managed it yet and he's kind of infatuated with it
1: yeah yeah i think i think i would agree um so basically kareem wants to know what happened to michelle vu um and pierre says that um he's had lawyers on it from the start so he thinks that like kids going into the house he's gonna have no issue with it um mm. so it's interesting that and then kareem's just like you know well you know i don't think that'll hold up and he's like well oh, it doesn't <laughs> hold up and that, that's all right then you know um yeah which okay so there's a lot of information given here before we get into the actual next scene where we do see michelle again i want i want to say something right this whole series, they've had Pierre Ruskin be very mysterious. We've not seen mm. him until this this moment, and that therefore, obviously, a lot of people are um, theorizing who he could be, right? And if he was mm. someone we'd already met or not. I personally, um, I personally was was sort of when I first watched it, I thought he might because of the dream she was having. I thought he might end up being BBA's brother. Um, okay. But obviously, at this point, we don't. Maybe he's someone else in his mind. Who knows? uh, You know, with the show. But the fact that we didn't, we've never seen him before, and there was so much mystery around him, and he's revealed like this. I actually really like that. I, I just I just like that they chose to have the bad like the bad guy of this se- of this series be really really mysterious to the point yeah. where you just have no idea who he is and then you finally meet him and it's all like whether or not it was it was successful that mystery build is all down to the performance of the actor when they come on and I think he yeah. did a really good job I think he did live up to the billing in my opinion I think he I think it was he he ended up being worth the wait for me.
0: Yeah, and and I think as well, I I appreciate the fact that some mysterious characters are mysterious because they are reclusive tech billionaires, yeah. rather than because they are travelers as well. Mm-hmm. It, it mean it means that it keeps you asking questions about characters in the show because if if every time the show was like, oh, who's this character, it was kind of shorthand for, are oh, they going to be a traveler? Yeah. It would be a lot less interesting. Whereas sometimes people like are just billionaires who are amoral or immoral, and uh, and. And don't have much of a public persona Um, although actually I think the implication is that Pierre Ruskin does have a public persona. But but but
1: even still if you were were a private detective in San Francisco and
0: you had to go and question Mark Zuckerberg, that would be hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, you can't just rock up to Mark's house and be like hey Mark, let's 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 wrap like you know that there, there, there's it, it's it'll I mean kareem needs to literally sneak into his home yeah. um here and I I get the impression that that's probably true of a lot of billionaires they're very hard to nail down um mm-hmm. legally and yeah I, I I think this was a this was a good reveal of his character I think I, I really appreciated the the kind of duality of it where he's he he's not presented he's presented as threatening because obviously Marla Rhodes has been killed mm-hmm. um we know that he is Dangerous or friends with dangerous people because he's probably in with the Russian mafia as well, um, but he's also very mundane. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a guy who is floating, trying to understand, um, trying to understand like what it's like to be a traveller, um, and and also he he's very kind of smarmy. you know, when when they have this conversation about the cost of learning something or achieving something. They're coming at it from completely different different angles. So yep. you know, Kareem showing that he is still fundamentally a good person is saying, you know, how much does it cost to get to the moon? Like if 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 if, if like it matters how we got there, or else nothing matters. Yep. Which I think is fundamentally the difference between him and Pierre Ruskin, who seems to think the 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 view back at back at the Earth from the moon is is worth any amount of any amount of bodies. Um, and that's that's a. I feel like that's quite a scathing criticism of like big tech in general. To be honest, that it's like, look at what we can achieve. It doesn't matter what it costs to get like society or yeah. or, or, or or in actual human lives to get there. Um, so it's a. Sh- and I guess the one thing I would say that is a shame about his character is that it feels like this. This isn't going to be explored that much. It's gonna be gonna be very much like, he has this opinion. And it's bad, and that's all we're going to discuss on it because we haven't got much time left.
1: Yeah, Kareem's little little pushback on him is probably all we'll get there. Um, in yeah. terms of like saying about his sweatshops and stuff, that's probably all we'll get. It's sort of yeah. just laying it out to bear, and people can judge him for for the evidence. Um, so he leads him into a room where Michelle is there, and yeah. Michelle's. Granny is there too.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't see Michelle being in this house. I definitely did not see her granny being in this house. And, I, and I will say this now: I feel like her, her grandma could have given Kareem a little more information <laughs> when, when, when she. So, when, when, I mean, this is actually after. I, I was thinking maybe just do this all as one do scene as one, yeah. the, So you know when when kareem is like but you said she was missing and 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 her her grandma kind of says yeah she's not in there uh you know she's somewhere (laughs) else i feel like that information could have come at the in in the first meeting between between like i know where her body is it's at this reclusive tech billionaire's house don't worry about that we're looking for her her consciousness like i just like god damn it grandma
1: yeah yeah exactly you know you, we've just wasted a week, you know. Yeah. Like we've, we've got <laughs> yeah. to the point where we should be starting at.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is this was crucial information. Why did you not think to share this with me? Um, but it, but yeah, definitely caught me off guard. This I did not see it coming at all.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Kareem sort of got in, got a new mission now, and it sort of puts in perspective as well what Prairie was saying was like the problem is you're looking for a body you know cuz the body's been here the whole time you know yeah, so. yeah
0: the body the body's right under your nose apparently like you just need to speak to her grandma again and she'll she'll clarify where the body is yeah, it's like so, um, hang on hang
1: on do you want me to find her like physically find her oh no 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 no. that's not what i meant no. you
0: know it's very mundane like yeah she just she just assumed that you know he he was a competent private detective who could figure out that he was he was actually looking for her interdimensional her, consciousness rather than yeah what a her physical body like, what how idiot. did he realize well, I, I mean, and to be fair, you know, based on what the granny has clearly been exposed to here, you know, Kareem is, and and my, my read of this is that she went to Kareem because because of of what all the what Pierre Ruskin reveals at the end of this, um, his face is indelibly linked to what all of these dreamers are are seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I don't really know what to make of that, to be honest. Oh, I mean, well, obviously, what I will we...
1: say is that the police, the police sketches are better than any police sketches I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> oh, they're amazing! I, I also just love this idea that that Pierre Ruskin put out the call for like the best police sketch artist in the country. <laughs> fishy. You know, yeah, <laughs> just like, listen. I need all the police sketch artists you've got, don't ask any questions, bring them to San Francisco. They'll be here for a couple of weeks. Um, I wonder but, if Gene but... the Pencil Couchet from uh, Making <laughs> Order, there? that's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would like to have been. He'll, he probably he probably wasn't invited and felt very slighted, uh, <laughs> by, by the omission. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, I guess we, we obviously know that that kareem is the oa's brother at this point so he occupies a fairly significant position in this this interdimensional narrative wh- wh- whatever shape that ends up taking um but the fact that they are all drawing him i don't know i don't know where that's going that's really interesting that the that it, it may it elevates him we, we've we seen kind what of what they kareem say is all,
1: he's been pulled to the house you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah I, I i guess so but but i mean it, it's just interesting that we've seen him characterized as important but to prairie's story you know he exists to help prairie achieve her mission and i think this is the first time that we've seen him uh kind of positioned as important in his own right to to another kind of narrative mm-hmm. arc
1: yeah yeah awesome and even just because the house is calling him we've no idea what that means you know (laughs) so so, you know it still is very mysterious i mean it's
0: calling him but it didn't like him being there the last time he was there so true
1: true uh okay uh last thing we'll talk about it's actually like the third last thing in the episode but we'll talk about it last and that is the fact that scott gets his ear seed grown and then Mm -hmm. hap places it on his tongue in a very loving way um it was sort of glowing as well it does look like a little bit like an earbud so is it too much to say that it was like really hinting at something with him sucking his earphones?
0: But he just didn't even wash it or anything. He just like it's came, it came straight, out, straight of water. out of the ear. Yeah, but it'd been in his ear. It's just a, like Hap has. A, a, don't put things that have been in other people's ears into your mouth. It's just, but like that's. I feel like I I have to say this every time Hap is on screen. It's like stop doing it, stop doing it, Jason Isaac. All right, it's disgusting. Um, there wasn't even in the script. He just loves it. Yeah, they, they, they had to rewrite the whole of episode eight after he did this. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, thank fuck we filmed this chronologically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he did it, and then Britt Marley was like, I've got an idea. He's right. giving me yeah. an idea, folks. So he puts We're it, in his ma- it So
1: anyway, he puts it in his mouth. He gets like a load of voices in his head and stuff. Almost yeah. as if he can hear a different universe.
0: Yeah, so I think um- this, this, to me, is a, is a callback to what um, what Ilias was saying to, uh, to the boys in BBA in the motel. This kind of, like, when you're in a place, you can kind of hear or feel the echoes of everyone who is also in that place. Mm. And by consuming this plant, uh, he is kind of exposed to it. And, and it. and it also goes back to this idea that traversing this house... Um, kind of exposes you or broadens your mind to the multiverse so I, I i think way back in when we first saw this seed thing in like episode two um i mentioned the i think it's pineal gland that's that's mentioned mm-hmm. in from beyond um th- this kind of like gland in the center of your head that i d- i think the medicine on it is that we don't really know what it's for and there's some lovecraftian stuff about how it lets you see beyond mm. the 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 veil of our reality um and that, to me, is kind of similar to what they're doing here. So by like, consuming this, he's he's getting a brief glimpse into the beyond. Um, you know, he he's kind of he's still a bit of like a country bumpkin. You know, he's travelled from one dimension to another, but in terms of like understanding the scope of mm-hmm. of, of what he's actually dipping his toes into, he he's still an infant. Um, but yeah, the the, the the this is where that kind of the seed being both a literal thing. It kind of it very much confused me this because I was like oh the seed is a metaphor you know something's been planted in their head that they will never be able to escape but then hap goes and just eats it and like is maybe awakened uh, as well or or very briefly gets catches a glimpse of it yeah but either way ear stuff with hap it's a tale as old as time and <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep saying it until the character stops doing it do not put things in people's ears in your mouth.
1: Yeah, Taylor's oldest time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well there we go. Well, let's get into the roundup then. Okay, let's do it. IMDb rating is 8.8 8 for this episode, which is called Nina as a Rover, actually we didn't mention, but yeah, so 8.8. Yeah. 8.
0: Um yeah, I'd say that's about right. I think um oh, my camera's auto focusing. Um I Yeah, it's a lot of setup. A lot of setup, a lot of, a lot of cliffhangers, a lot of stuff that's unresolved. I think it does that really, really well. Uh, I, I think I'm very curious to see what happens with Scott and with Kareem and with Pierre and with Nina uh, and how the boys in BBA are brought into this, if they are at all. So it's it's I, I think kind of narratively it's not that satisfying because barely anything got resolved in this episode. Mm-hmm. But it's a really a really good setup for the for the conclusion of the season.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay, before we get into the questions, then do you have any theories coming out of this episode
0: that we haven't discussed? Um, let me just I'd like, well, I'll run th- I'll run through them just to. Yeah, just to just to check that I've, I've ticked them all off because we've got a bit of full disclosure here on the Theory Matrix. Um, so Homer and Hap being the two men aside from Pierre who called on Nina's home, um, I think is we, we've already discussed about. Yeah, um, the big one. Obviously, there is another universe where Hap is Jason Isaacs and Prairie is Britt Marling and they are making a show together, <laughs> which is, <laughs> that is a ridiculous that's, theory. That's a big one. Yeah, I feel like I need to go um, go over that with my partner who, has, uh, who hasn't who has watched the show since the first season and be like, there's another dimension where I think the actors making this show are the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Steve, French, and Jesse are all missing in the San Francisco world, which is why it isn't safe for them to travel. Uh, Michelle travelled when she opened the Rose Window, leaving her body behind. The same thing happened to the engineer... Um, and still, yeah, Pierre Roskin and the Russian mafia had Marlow killed. I feel like that's a given. The same thing um, happened
1: to the engineer. Did you include that in the one theory? I did. Jesus, I did. Conrad, what are you doing to yourself?
0: Listen, I, I write them down as they come to me. All right, I'm gonna be. There was a lot proved wrong in this episode as well, actually. So. We'll see how this all pans out. We'll see how it pans out. Um, And the last one is this is a bit of a broad one, but uh, the OA's loss of faith in herself, as predicted by the trees, will come as a result of Kareem abandoning her and Hap compounding the damage in their relationship. So I don't know. We'll see if that is ever kind of resolved. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Right, let's get into the questions then. Cool, let's do it. A stranger from the outside.
1: If you want to ask Conrad a question, or myself, either way, uh, about the show, the OA, in fact actually the next episode it could be to us both because after the next episode we've both seen the whole thing, so yep. yeah, questions for, would technically be for both of us in the next episode. Um, so if you do say for Conrad, I'm going to be a bit personally slighted, guys. Um, <laughs> so questions underneath the video or send us to adpodmail.gmail.com. Right, so we've got a few questions this week. First question comes from MH, and MH says, um, any thoughts on why there's UFO sequenced on Prairie's dress?
0: UFO sequence on Prairie's yeah, so dress. Apart,
1: so so, MH has noticed, now there's a bit of chat here going on with, with Helen O'Grady and MH saying that maybe they are, maybe they're not, but MH noticed, possibly in the pattern of Prairie's dress she was wearing, they looked
0: like there was little UFOs. They might be, they might not be, <laughs> but you, MH noticed that. Um, well, I mean, she's like an interdimensional time traveller, so, I mean, and, and she has like a spirit guide who lives on Saturn. So, at this <laughs> point, little UFOs are really the least of her concerns and and, and aren't and aren't outside the realm of possibilities. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, very much not. So, so I, I mean, the, yeah, the idea of, like, aliens is fairly quaint for where, like, the prairie <laughs> is at the moment in her journey. Um, so, you know, maybe it's like uh, wearing, like, an old retro T-shirt for her. You know, it's like when I wear, like, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles T-shirt. And it's like, oh, remember the good old days when we just watched cartoons? And that's what aliens are to her. They're like the good old days before she was worried about trees and angels yeah. and uh bitch i've you know, talked bat- to an octopus and and traveled to saturn in my brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah aliens whatever <laughs> yeah okay
1: uh question from marvin uh so conrad last chance to predict the ending uh you're never
0: going that you're never going to predict predict correctly any guesses <laughs> that's harsh um i'm i'm doubling down on my uh brit marling uh like theory i think i i, I think the show is going to end with her being sucked into another dimension and it being and it being like the real world I think that's okay. my guess
1: awesome great love that guess Pep Cool says uh, greetings I'm I'm a Conrad for this show but a question that randomly popped into my head will we see or when will we see always parents again either actual parents or does anyone know from the second what well, we know that the actor who plays Abel sadly passed away um, yeah. So we won't be seeing Abel again. He passed away after shooting his scenes for this season. So we. I oh, suppose, really? Okay. Yeah. So I suppose we might see Nancy again, but I don't know.
0: They're not really. They they've basically been written out of the narrative. Yeah. At this point, so I'd be surprised to see them again. Maybe we get a very brief cutaway, and maybe like a montage at the end of the season or something like that. But I can't see them getting any more than that. When when there's so much stuff for them to get through in that final episode, uh, that economy of screen t- screen time is going to become a concern. I think, and and I can't mm-hmm. see them giving any to kind of throwaway characters.
1: Yeah, I agree. But and also as we go through, as if the show did continue, as you go through the seasons. The more Prairie, or the OA, we should say, integrates with other versions of herself, the the, the details of Prairie's life sort of don't matter anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. like The, 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 the scope has expanded so far beyond Prairie being kidnapped um, that, it, yeah, it almost doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and last question from
1: Milos Vitton says, Satnam, uh, question for Dear Conrad, please. Up to now, we get to know two personalities of OA, Nina and Prairie. Uh, and Oa led a messenger, uh, led by a messenger, finally manages to integrate these. Does Conrad expect to see a third persona of the Oa in the season ending?
0: Mm.
1: Well, you kind of already ha- you have predicted that. Yeah,
0: I, I think I I do think we will see Britt Marling um, in mm-hmm. the season end, but I think it will be a very brief a very brief thing. I yeah. think uh, Oa is going to get sucked into a portal, and then it's going to. That the, like curtains are literally going to shut on the entire scene. Um, or no, actually, you know what they? You know what they're definitely going to do. They're going to like, oh, going to get sucked into a portal, and then you're going to hear like the, the old classic and cut, and like someone's going to bring the clapperboard in, and like her and Jason Isaacs are going to be like, great, great scene, Jason, and then it, and then and they're going to like walk out of a of a uh, like film lot in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen. Classic,
1: classic. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys. We are the After Dark podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. If you listen to us on audio apps, you can sc- subscribe there as well. Uh, if you do listen just on audio apps, because there are a couple, a couple hundred at least of you who just listen on audio, audio apps, if you go over and check out our YouTube channel, there are some like other there's other content there which you might enjoy as well. Uh, more stuff from Conrad, stuff from our friend Emmett who was on the the Best Movie Podcast. Just to remind you as well, coming up soon, we're going to finish the OA, and then after we've done our Theory Matrix slash theories for the future episode we're going to be going through uh dark with him at one episode and at one season at a time we've also yep. talked i've been talking to conrad there's also a conrad rewatch of dark in the mix so we might yep. also be doing some episodes with conrad where he re-watches season one and then re season two because anyone who's a fan of dark obviously knows it gets better with every rewatch. so i'd love to hear yep. conrad's thoughts as he goes through the show again um on a season-by-season basis um that might that might be on the arthur podcast might be on dark discussions we're not sure where the home for that would be yet but if you're if you subscribe to the culture cave that will be happening
0: too um any final thoughts conrad um just join me next week when we reveal uh the the oa has just been a tv show the whole time and um And we're actually in the audience watching that show in a third dimension, which I'm very excited (laughs) excited
1: for. Right. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening. The After Dark Podcast has been a Culture Cave production. Please subscribe on audio apps as well as on YouTube at The Culture Cave. Join us next week as Conrad journeys further into the unknown. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast